Ahoy! You're listening to Diffuse Tap with Kenny Estes and Isla Krem. Today, we're asking Maggie Sklar, partner for banking and financial services at Davis Wright Tremaine LLP, about where the confusion between tokens and crypto comes from, what assets are tokenized aside from crypto, and which tokens are most commonly mistaken for cryptocurrencies. Enjoy. Well, welcome back, everybody. Hopefully, you've had good conversations. Um, we're going to, if you're confused what's going on, we're going to briefly talk about what's on tap here for Diffuse Tap. Apologies for the quality of my video. I am at the tail end of 14 hours of travel and barely made it. So thank you all for your understanding in advance. Uh, Diffuse Tap is a weekly event. It's our 159th time doing this. We're going to briefly talk about Diffuse Tap, the event you're at right now. We're going to talk about Diffuse, the company that's putting it on. And then we're going to do a fireside chat with Miss Maggie Sklar. Um, she's going to share some of her wisdom. And then we're going to do two more rounds of breakout rooms, kind of similar to what you just did, but with a little bit of a topic for you to discuss. We do this because this event is largely networking. It's a chance for you to meet other alternative investors from literally all over the world in kind of a rapid fire manner. But we do want you to learn a little bit, which is why we have folks like Ms. Sklar on to share some of her experiences. If you like the, the networking portion of this, we do also do in-person versions of them, more of a casual affair, get a couple of drinks, meet some fun, interesting folks. Next one is July 20th in Chicago. Mr. David Colber is going to be the host. So if you're in the Chicagoland area or can be in the Chicagoland areas on the 20th of July, do come check it out. Diffuse is a fund platform. We spin up kind of investment fund vehicles. Our big push right now is actually our Diffuse Digital 30 Index Fund, which is uh, now publicly listed as of, gosh, last week. Uh, so we're growing that up and really focusing in on it. So uh, yeah. Let us know if that's of interest to you. But without further ado, the person you're all here to hear from, Ms. Maggie Sklar, would you mind unmuting yourself, telling the good folks a bit about your background and what you're up to now? Sure. I'm Maggie Sklar, um, and, and thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm a uh, banking and financial services partner at the law firm Davis Wright Tremaine. Uh, before that, I was the senior policy advisor for financial markets and the director of international engagement at the Chicago Fed, um, which was also a sort of uh, widespread Federal Reserve uh, program to provide financial markets advice, including crypto and, and payments advice. Before that, I was at the CFTC for several years. I was the senior counsel to Chair Giancarlo, also known as Crypto Dad. I am in some very fun memes uh, behind him when he <laughs> when he claims that name <laughs> at, on uh, Twitter and his Twitter uh, uh, numbers went from I think I want to say maybe eight hundred to forty thousand during that hearing, and so um, <laughs> good times. And I was also the senior counsel to Lab CFTC, which was created under Chair Jeff yeah. uh, Carlo to work on fintech, including digital asset issues, also AI, machine learning, um, and, and others. I was, a, it was uh, the Associate Director for International Affairs. I also was the Senior Counsel to Commissioner Mark Weijin. I was Special Counsel in the Division of Market Oversight. And for about eight years before that, I also worked as a, a trial and litigation attorney specializing in financial markets and securities um, for a couple of international law firms. Beautiful. Well, you obviously have all the knowledge. Now we just don't ask you the right questions to get mm. to it. 
Um, maybe diving right up the top. So this chat is really about kind of separating what does it mean? What is crypto versus what is a token? And where do things get co-mingled in there? Maybe we'll start with some definitions. Where would you draw the line between a token and crypto? So one of the interesting things about when we originally talked about the timing of this and went through prep and then what happened two weeks ago is this uh-huh. list is very, very different <laughs> than what I, I think I basically tore up all of my notes, but I, I still have other notes. Um, and, you know, we should obviously need to have the discussion because it's drastically changed um, between, you know, last month even and, and this month and mm-hmm. last year and this year. So I think we're up to now, uh, given the uh, Binance, uh, you know, um, complaints and the Coinbase complaints by the, by the SEC, we're now up to 70 digital assets that have been classified as securities in filings by the, by the US SEC. And this list was not this long, just even, you know, three weeks ago. Um, but that's, that's sort of where we are, you know, to at least from the complaint side of, of, of these. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that because it, it matters to the context too of where I think cryptos and tokens are going and then go into maybe some of the, some specific ones that they've listed. Um, but so yeah, I assume everyone's probably aware that in June, the SEC filed a case against Binance, Binance US and its president CZ. And then also Coinbase, which is the largest crypto exchange in the United States. Uh, these lawsuits are really notable for going after the largest players, um, particularly in the United States, but just generally large players in this space. You know, many of the SEC's previous lawsuits, and there have been many of those, have been more about fraud, Ponzi schemes, or even, you know, sort of smaller, easier fruit, I would call it, actors in the, in the Binance complaint. Um, you know, the SEC alleges uh, that, that it's offering unregistered securities and staking programs, uh, which is pro- and how they define those programs is where customers lock their crypto in exchange for rewards. I know from from folks otherwise in the industry, too, and we can discuss that a bit as well. You know, perhaps like, that is not the definition of staking necessarily for everyone. Um, but Binance was also additionally charged with engaging um, in 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 issuing BNB, its token, and B and BUSD, which is the Binance stablecoin. So that also, as we get into the discussion too, what's tokens, what are cryptos, what are stablecoins? It's a really interesting dynamic there. Um, the Binance case also includes allegations targeted at uh, CZ, which Coinbase's uh, don't include the include executives. Um, I can turn to Coinbase. Because I think it's part of the narrative now. But just you know, it's, it's ask super, a yeah, just because it's super topical right now. Um, we talked about the SEC and kind of how they're going after Coinbase and Binance and trying to class everything of these 70 or so assets and securities. Can they do that unilaterally? Like, is that something the SEC has the power to do? Does that require a congressional act? I know the Hinman emails recently came out and there's some debate whether this is even in the purview of the SEC. Sure. So there's you know, there is, um, you know, when it comes to where I thought we were probably last year or even the year before, you know, some 
well, I, I would say when, from my just my experience in the government, there was there was some agreement in the previous administration about certain tokens and certain cryptos and where certain things were. And and given now that there's over 70 being classified by the SEC, we're really sort of not th- there anymore. Uh, I'll go through just even a couple just, you know, where, you know, I have questions as well. Right. Um, you know, utility tokens you know, tokens that are meant to be, you know, serve as, as for a utility purpose and or present an actual um, underlying value and or meant as sort of a faster form of payment system, to me, have, have always seemed different than, than I don't want to use the word on, on this, but, you know, I'll call them joke coins. But, you know, there are coins where, you know, it is not necessarily there's utility or a value or an underlying tie to them. So, you know, there's there's always been that part of the discussion. Um, but even, you know, I, I would say even for, you know, joke coins, like if people want to do those, like, why not? Like where, I mean, like, you know, Beanie Babies exist. There are Beanie Baby <laughs> exchanges and baseball card exchanges and certain things. And crypto sort of brings in this heightened level of scrutiny. And one of the things I also like to point out and mention and, and have in a lot of presentations as well is when you look at the the value of, of crypto versus the things that I was doing at the CFTC, we were regulating at the time a $400 trillion market. Now it's $600 trillion And we're talking in the crypto token market, no matter how you define it, at like only at under $2 trillion. So there, there's an increased level of scrutiny uh, there is not a great um, definitional. Um, I, I think we're all sort of still fighting over the definitions, um, including in the most recent. And I know I helped work with the global DCA on on the response to the um, definition of exchange uh, reopening of the comment period by the SEC yesterday. But we're, we're still sort of arguing over over some of these definitions. Well, I mean, we are because we just it was. The comment period ended yesterday, <laughs> so, it's, so it's still it's still ongoing. Um, and IOSCO has a comment period uh, at paper as well. Uh, that comment period will end at the end of next month. Um, but so where we are though, on where the difference between cryptos and tokens and utility tokens and jurisdiction, I, I think, like I said, in preparing for this before, I had to like throw out my notes given. Binance and Coinbase because it just it really changes it changed the I think for me the landscape <laughs> because I'm looking at some of them and you know I'll point some others out too right so um, you know Mango for example Mango um, was was already involved in a CFTC case months ago so but now it's according to the SEC a security um, I brought I mentioned Binance USD BUSD. That's a, it's a stable coin. And under current legis, potential legislation, stable coins would actually wind up back on, would wind up under the Fed, not the SEC. So, and I would also point out, because people don't seem to remember this either, that the CFTC brought an action against Tether, which is a stable coin. And that was, that was when I was there. That was like 2017. So the CFTC also has history in this space as to where the definitions of some of these are. And so I'll let you ask a question because I feel like I probably 
I can keep opining on things, but I, I don't, if there was something I missed covering, please let me know. Well, there's so much juice in there in, in all of those kinds of topics. Um, maybe we'll start with something for folks that might own coins or that might be running a company that has issued a token of some kind and are now worried that, hey, we might be misclassified as crypto um, and that'll ruin our whole business model. Um, how should people think about the assets that they're own or the assets that they're issuing? And we're thinking initially there was going to be a, a token and not actually crypto. What should they be doing uh, now that everything seems to be crypto? It's it's difficult because I thought I had a more positive answer, like optimistic answer when we first discussed. Um, I mean, it just it really has changed in the past two weeks. Um, the list is just getting much longer and I think includes things that I assumed and or may or may not have advised on as well as being, you know, um, uh, decentralized and or, uh, you know, focusing on being a DAO and getting out of decentralized space and, you know, also utility tokens. I think there is, um, you know, continued a need for continued education at some of the agencies. There have been a lot of staff changes as well. And at the end of the day, too, just legislation is going to have to happen in order to get out of this sort of regulation by enforcement space that we're in, because we're that's where we are. I mean, I, I, I thought I personally have always thought Solano was pretty decentralized, but it's on this list. Um, I know Polygon is, you know, is the, is heading there. I mean, Cardano. Like when you look at the list of some of these, it's just, um, you know, not not all of them. I think a lot of them were trying to do what they were trying to do which is become decentralized or become utility tokens and not securities. And, you know, point I want to point out too, becoming commodities and or are commodities. So there's this funny on the definitional problem, there's this funny sort of issue when you're sort of in it where at the CFTC, everything's a commodity unless it's a security. And when you're at the SEC, everything's a security unless it's a commodity. So <laughs> these two things cannot exist. And, and it really has only come up a couple of times. What's fascinating about crypto and digital assets is it actually brought that question really to the forefront. Like, because it's, it's, not de it's not defined. I mean, even the weather, for example, is a commodity under the, under the CFTC. I mean, I think that's enforcing, bringing an enforcement action against the weather is pretty much impossible, but technically, technically, the weather is a commodity. So it's it's without more clarity on that, it's difficult proposition to figure out how to get together. And I know there's an example that some people use about like, well, the SEC and the CFTC could work together because they did on security futures, for example. I mean, that took 20 years. And in the meantime, the main exchange that was offering those types of products, like lost a ton of money and business. And, you know, then people think about, well, should I go abroad and or just close the business together, you know, altogether. And so we're in just, like I said, like a sort of different space, even from when we were probably two weeks ago on, on some of these and how they're being defined. And, you know, I, I, 
you know, I go back and forth myself on whether I think the courts are the best place for this to be decided or not. I mean, I think it should be from Congress, but even the courts might give clarity. That said, I would point out, you know, if we're talking about courts, that the Uki Dow case, the CFTC one, um, it the the court there decided a Dow can be sued and be served and needs to pay up money because they were offering a commodity. Uh, the SEC thinks it's a security. So is it a security? Is it a commodity? Is it something else? And how do you even get the money from DAO token holders? The, the DAO token holders weren't um, necessarily, you know, th- like committing fraud or doing anything. Oh, someone, no, that's an interesting so I got a question for you. So there's a pet <laughs> theory. So one of the diffuse board members is also on the board of the CME. And he, when Gary Gensler, so we haven't actually talked about him by name, which is kind of interesting. Um, so when he was the head of the CFTC, um, he aggressively pursued CME and caused a lot of issues. They proceeded to then walk back a lot of what he did. Now he's doing a lot of similar stuff with crypto and the SEC, taking a very hard line stance, raising his personal profile. And the pet theory is that he's doing all of this to become the secretary treasury and the SEC is going to walk it all back. So how much of this do you think is politics posturing and ego driven and how much of it is actually kind of trying to solve a larger problem? I think a lot of it is a ego driven or, and or jurisdictional issue and or a U.S. issue that other countries don't have. I mean, other countries are imposing, you know, other uh, crypto regulations. And it's not to say that, you know, that's whether they're good or bad. I mean, I I think Europe's, I think MICA is rather restrictive. That said, they managed to get it done because they didn't have five financial agencies all competing against each other. There There is a jurisdictional battle that happens. It's something I used to participate in, frankly, when I was in the government. I worked the CFTC under, uh, when Gary Gensler was chair, um, I, and I've worked for a chair and a commissioner and an acting chair. And so, you know, I, I, I know what these, what, what this looks like from a political level as well. It's, and, 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 and yeah, I'm pretty sure it's public information that when, when, when Gary uh, went to go work for Hillary, that that was where he wanted to be. It was if she wanted to be the secretary of treasury. And, and so this, I mean, look, it's attention getting, so it it is, you know, helps when you are, you know, fighting the battle, uh, you know, what you see is your personal battle for getting attention or press, uh, wall street journal coverage, et cetera. I actually think it's like, in my own personal opinion, I think it's really distracting from the other things that the SEC and the CFTC and the federal reserve, frankly, should all be worrying about do, um, you know, the effect of, of interest rates, you know, volatility in the markets, spoofing, like there's, there's so much that is not happening at agencies because they are focusing on the one trillion part of, of what's happening in the United States, rather than focusing on the 600 trillion in swaps, the trillions in repo, the, tri- I mean, there, there's so many, there's so much, um, you know, money and capital formation in the United States that it's crypto has become, in my personal opinion, a complete distraction. And I think they missed the boat too then on AI because in the focus on crypto, 
there has been a lot less focus on AI. And I, I think that's something that we all need to be thinking about as well. Love it. Um, and I love your comment about like, this is a lot of resources going to a small area. For perspective, mm -hmm. the entire crypto marketplace, coin market cap says it's a trillion. That's a third of the size of Apple. <laughs> One company, right? Like the fact that we're spending so much time on this is, is, is an interesting choice. Um, but unfortunately, we are at the end of our 15-minute Q&A session. It's never, uh, we never can go as deep as we want to. A um, couple of housekeeping items to break out rooms. Uh, networking, not pitching. Please be respectful of that and to, towards each other. Um, we don't do a full participant list. So if you want to connect with somebody, please do swap details with them live or join the Telegram group, introduce yourself. All that is great for making connections. Um, rough format for the actual breakout rooms, introduce yourself and discuss a topic that I liked is giving you now. Yeah, that's right. And the topic is which of the securities or newly branded securities do you believe should actually not be securities uh, based on your... You want to copy of the list? Yeah. Yeah, there's this. <laughs> there's like 70 of them here. Yeah, 68, well, I think, actually. 68, so. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 55, they're not wrapped 68 is misclassified. Please go ahead and yeah. argue. I'll pop yeah. into rooms now. We'll see you. Back right, but when you add the CFTC ones, you get a longer list, so... <laughs> True. Well, Maggie, we because we have our index fund, we just where we just made the decision to yank all the securities out of our index funds. We know like that list very intimately, all 68 of them. Yeah, yeah. turns out we got yeah. a 10 percent haircut there. Yeah. Um, see so you all on the other side. I'll leave you in the rooms for about 10 minutes. Well, welcome back. And welcome back, everybody, from the breakout rooms. Hopefully you had some good conversations. Maggie, I hope that the brought come from the prep call because I forgot to warn you. We always ask the same question in between breakout rooms which is tell us the future. What are you excited by? What's coming down the pipe? Or considering the doom and gloom nature of uh, some of the topics you discovered, what are you scared of? <laughs> so please, Maggie, unmute and tell us. All right. Uh, what am I scared of? Um, I mean, obviously, the continuation of regulation by enforcement um, and policy by enforcement. And, you know, the SEC has refused for years to give people lists as, as have the CFTC as well, um, when requested of like, what is a security, what is a commodity, and continually to find out, um, you know, like on a Friday night through an enforcement case is not, you know, helpful to the industry. It's not helpful to innovation, capital formation, the markets, it's not helpful to lawyers, industry, investors. So I, I worry that, that, you know, we're still there. I don't quite understand why it is, you know, there's there's a list. Some of them are some of the major ones, right? I mean, like like uh, Solana and Cardano and others aren't. So like some make the list, some don't. Um, you know, lawyers spend a lot of time thinking about this and, and you know, on, on the Coinbase, you know, situation as well too. Like they, they hired a ton of former government lawyers. They were really focused on that as well and making sure that they understood they have SEC lawyers, like, and CFTC lawyers, like, and Fed lawyers, like where you know, everyone was going with this. And so, you know, even for the players that are really trying to do well, I, I you know, and, and be, you know, up and up, like I worry about them because, you know, now the SEC has gone beyond just the small ones to the big ones. And, um, on you know, hopefully the positive, there's been so much activity on the Hill in the past couple of weeks. That's different. So I think, you know, it, and it has to happen this year. Uh, that's my belief. I, I think, you know, next year it's an election, 
year, Congress will be focused on issues that, you know, relate more to their parties or particular candidates. Um, and that's, you know, so some of the momentum will be lost, but there's momentum there now. And so I'm hopeful that legislatively, I mean, some of the bills out there and some of the drafts I've seen in my role um, as an attorney and um, working with Global DCA, I think they're you know, I've, I've hoped there that something will get passed. Responsible legislation, you know, that creates responsible regulations so people can come in. You know, the people that want to come in, how do you register as a broker-dealer? How do you register as an exchange? Like, like you can't check the boxes. The boxes don't fit. So I would say on my optimism, I'm not going to like really sort of hoping that something passes. All right. Legislation in the year. I'm holding you to that. Although uh, apparently Coinbase or uh, the SEC now has four weeks to write rules for Coinbase. We'll see how that shakes out. Maybe that'll be a step in that, in that right direction. It's, uh, uh, it's almost funny that that's what all panned out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, Isla, are you ready for another uh, breakout room topic? Yeah, absolutely. And maybe we'll, uh, we'll kind of uh, turn this a little bit, um, which is, you know, if Gensler isn't going to be at the head of the SEC anymore moving forward, where should crypto actually be regulated at CFTC, SEC, or do we need something entirely new or kind of that's the more innovative stuff? And where should regulation actually come from for this industry? I'll pop you into rooms now and we'll see you back here in about 10 minutes. Welcome back. Hopefully you had good conversations. Welcome back, Maggie. I'm going to go ahead and mute you. We'll put you have it back on the stage in just a second, though. Um, as a reminder, this is a weekly event next week in you know six hours or six days, 40, you know, 23 hours, math, sorry. Um, we're going to be talking about Bitcoin mining. It's not quite the headline grabber that it used to be. What's going on in that space? Friendly reminder, July 20th, Chicago, in person. David Culver is hosting a diffuse tap. Good chance to meet a bunch of other alternative investors in person, viewer speakers. Um, do join the Telegram group. It's great for making introductions. Um, and just networking and, you know, all the things that you guys are here for. Maggie, do you want to plug your pluggables? How can people find you? Anything you want to dig up? And I muted you like a jerk, so now I'll unmute you. There you go. No, sorry. I wanted to click on, uh, sorry, I don't know if some of the chat links are st still going to be there. I know I didn't respond to some of them, and I know I want to catch up with some folks, but you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Maggie Sklar. Um, I'm the only Maggie Sklar on LinkedIn. So if anyone wants to connect or if I didn't answer one of their questions in the chat uh, or the you know text box, um, uh, you know, feel free to, to reach out. And um, yeah, no, I, I guess I don't know. Like final takeaways, I'm I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that legislation might pass and you know but i you know I'm, I'm not you know encouraged by what's happening by regulation by enforcement the sec actions and and one thing i didn't get a chance to discuss but we did you know mention in one of the breakout rooms is what's happening with the states i think it's incredibly important for people to be paying attention to that 24 states brought more enforcement actions in the crypto space than they ever have before and you know i something i've also been advising on as well um, Illinois tried to to pass a law uh, as well that would made my job impossible advising crypto attorneys. So I, I think you know it's um, it's really important too as the states get frustrated with what's happening uh, with with any, uh, federal legislation. And one other thing I would point out too, because it came up in a breakout room, is MICA and what's happening abroad. And I know we didn't 
I know we're over time and didn't have a chance to discuss that more broadly, but I think it's really important to follow through and also realize that MICA is a more restrictive law than what the U.S. is looking at and requires registration for U.S. Uh, folks to access it, but it exists. And so it's created a pathway and uh, an on-ramp, whereas we're still sort of guessing here. Awesome. I love it. And Maggie, thank you so much for sharing some of your wisdom here with the crowd. Um, Isla, were there any talking points that I missed? Nope. Unless you want to recommend a speaker, the door is open. And Maggie, thank you again. And everybody else, thanks for coming out. Hopefully you made some good connections and we'll see you uh, same time next week. Have a good one. See you. Bye. That's all, folks. Hope you learned something new. If you join us on Zoom every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central, you can also network with other fascinating alternative investors from all over the world in small groups of four or five. Learn more on our website at www.diffusefunds.com. Until next time.